Thank you for listening to the Destin Youth Podcast. I have no idea why I'm talking like this, but apparently this is how most bumpers are supposed to sound. And now, let's begin. I don't think that's how you should talk, though. John chapter 1, verse 12. But to as many as did receive and welcome him, he gave the right, the authority, and the privilege to become children of God. That is, to those who believe and adhere, to trust in and rely on his name, who were born not of blood, natural conception nor the will of the flesh physical impulse nor the will of man that is of natural of of a natural father but of god that is of supernatural and divine birth they are born of god supernatural or spiritually transferred and renewed and sanctified so the spirit of god when it says he gave them gave them power to become sons of god why would you need power to become a son of god because that's because the holy spirit is the power to be the son of God, to be a son of God, I should say. You cannot live a life that's pleasing to God without the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is the one that basically puts the desire in you to please him. When you hear the gospel preached to you, the Holy Spirit is convicting. And convicting isn't a bad thing. People think conviction is like, you know, how they we talk about conviction in a courtroom. Conviction simply means to show you the error of your ways. It's not a condemning. There are there are voices that are sent to condemn you, but God doesn't condemn you. So one way you know that you're not being in a, this is a rant, really. One way you know that you're being led by the spirit of God is because the voice doesn't condemn you, even though the even though the voice is there to show you the error of your ways. It does not hurt you. It's not, he's not there to destroy your confidence. He's not there to destroy your belief in, in what he made. He made you in his image. So you have to be, you have to remember that yes, we don't trust in ourselves because we're just flesh, but at the same time, because of the blood of Jesus, we have been cleansed and our, and our heart has been made pure. So we have a right. We have a right to, to be, to, to view ourselves as valuable as valuable many people use christianity as a as an escape for depression i know it sounds weird but you hear many people say well i'm not worth nothing but you know with god i'm worth everything i see what they're trying to say but it's not true god saw you worth something when he died when he sent his only son to die on the cross for you if you weren't worth anything what was the whole point he created the whole universe for well he created it for himself yes yes he did he created you for himself He created the universe for you. He created the universe for you, but he made you for himself. So in turn, yes, he did make the universe for himself. But the whole point was that he put man in there because that was supposed to be his domain. The Bible lets us know that we are basically vice regents with Christ. There's a reason why God wanted us to brain with him because he loves us. And I know I'm supposed to be talking about being led by the spirit. But I'm telling you right now, you have to learn how to be a friend of God. The Bible says Abraham was considered a friend of God. The reason why he was considered to be a friend of God is because he stuck closely to God. He was led by the Spirit. Even though he didn't have the Holy Spirit living in him, he, when God told him something, he took it as law. He took it as law. He honored God in everything he did. Did he make every right decision? No. But one thing for sure, he made he made he made sure that God was first and foremost. David made sure God was first and foremost. And because of Jesus Christ living a sinless life, dying a sinless death and being resurrected, he basically said, "Now you have a right to be sinless." I got in, this guy tried to argue with me over Instagram. You can go find the comments yourself. He tried to get get at me because I'm preaching that we can live sinless lives because I don't believe that, you know, we fall every day. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't fall every day. I don't fall every day. You know, everybody wants to preach this thing so that people feel comfortable. And, and, you know, I know we're all just, you know, I'm not better than you. We're all just sinners. No, I'm not. The Bible says that a sinner will not sit in the congregation of the what? The righteous. So you have to make a decision today. Are you righteous or are you a sinner? You have to make that decision. We cannot keep on preaching a gospel that makes people feel comfortable being where they're at. 
Just because it's uncomfortable to hear does not mean that it is not part of the gospel. The gospel is good news, yes, but it also shines light in darkness, in those, those, those demonic places that people have been hiding in for years and years, those strongholds. When you shine the light, it's not going to, it's not going to feel comfortable. It's not going to feel comfortable, even for the Christian, even for the believer. When you tell them that they have to come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, they're not going to be happy all the time. Some of them may even try to be like Paul's accusers. Away with him. Away with him. Who cares? Who cares? The blessing of the Lord comes upon those who live right. Praise God. So you have to learn to be led by the Spirit. How do you be led by the Spirit? This is your first line of defense against any single demonic voice that you will ever hear. You read the Bible, it talks about ravenous wolves and savage wolves among the sheep. Guess what it's talking about? It's talking about demonic voices that have been that are using people to try to dissuade you from the good news and from the counsel of God's word. You read John 10:10, 10, 10, it talks about the thief. Guess what? He's not talking specifically about the devil in that verse. Even though it does refer to the devil, the main thing he's talking about in that context, he's talking about the false teachers. He's talking about how false teachers, they'll come to choke the life out of you. The thief come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. To steal, to kill, and to destroy. Now, I want to have I want to ask people a question real quick. I really want to ask people a question. Now, if you you know, we call all these people false teachers. But they preach more of the freedom of the Holy Spirit, more of the freedom of the blood of Jesus than some people preach in their whole lives. I mean, I've heard some sermons, bro. You get up, you feel like you could leap over a wall and run through a troop. That's what the Bible says. Because the anointing is on it. The anointing is on it. Hey, mom, what's going on? The anointing is on the preaching. And then you listen to some people and it feels like you could just fall asleep. You feel like, man, ain't no spirit on that. It may be a spirit, but it ain't the Holy Spirit. That's not judgment. It's just the simple truth. Now, you got to think. Jesus said that the thief come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come that they have life and life abundantly. Go up there with me. You know, let's just go there for the sake of it. Because in case you thought I was like coming up with it for myself. Like I just wrote it yesterday. And I didn't, you know, I didn't know what I was talking about. You'd be surprised how many people actually think that. Well, I, I don't know about all that. You know, I, I mean, I hear what you're saying, but it just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, whatever. John 10.10. 10. He says here, the thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. Hallelujah. Praise God. You hear that? I am the good shepherd. He is the good shepherd. He takes good care of his flock. He takes good care of his flock. He takes good care of his flock. So if you got any doctrine that restricts you or limits you, I'm not talking about sin. I'm not talking about sin. People can misconstrue that all they want to. I'm not talking about sin. He wants us to be free to do whatever we want to do. I'm not talking about living in sin. I'm talking about the freedom to embrace all that God has for you. The freedom to read the word for yourself. The freedom to pray to God for yourself. There's a lot of Christian denominations that don't believe that you should be able to pray for yourself. That you should be able to read for yourself. Those are the kinds of teachers that Jesus was talking about. Well, we have to go to this guy because he knows more than we do. You could literally make that case for anybody. Well, my pastor knows more than I do, so I go to him for everything. That's not biblical. That's not biblical. It is, I'm telling you right now, it is not biblical to go to your pastor for everything. They're not your, they're not your God. They are your leader. They are. You take what you feel in your spirit that you felt in prayer and you take it to your pastor. Now, if your pastor is hearing from God, they'll tell you what the Holy Spirit is saying and it will bring peace to your heart. 
if they're telling you something and you don't feel a piece about it, run, run. If you're, if they're telling you, if they're telling you something and it doesn't line up with scripture, run, run. You can have an unhealthy tie to some of these people. The Bible doesn't say, well, you're not, even if your leader is living in sin, just keep on following them and just keep them in prayer. And when it's time to correct them, you correct them. I can't stand that kind of stuff. You know, I felt like I was led to go to this church and correct the pastor. You're a spirit. You are demonic. You need help. You weren't led by the spirit of God. You were led by selfish ambition. That's what happened. I can't stand that kind of stuff. I don't know where people get that from. That's not Bible. That's not Bible. It's not Bible. And God will hold people accountable for that. God doesn't correct like this. He goes like this. Maybe you're you. Maybe God called you to this church to bring change. No, He didn't. If God wanted to bring change, He would talk to the pastor Himself. He would get somebody that's on the pastor's level to correct this way. You never correct upwards. That's insubordination. We had that issue in the in, in Exodus. I mean, in the book of Numbers. Guess what happened? They got cooked for it. Be led by the Spirit. Be led by the Spirit. Be sure that God has your best interest at heart. He's not out to get you. He is your best friend. He is your best friend. Doesn't that make you feel good tonight? It makes me feel good to know that my best friend is the creator of the universe, that my best friend owns all the silver and all the gold, that nothing is out of his sight. Hallelujah. He knows everything about me. He knows all the hairs on my head. He knows every cell in my body. He got names for him, y'all. Hallelujah. Jesus said, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, you know, what, what, how much more does your heavenly father know how to give good gifts to those, uh, to give, uh, give, give good gifts to you? How much more? John 15, 7. I believe it's John 15, 7. I'm going to go there real quick. I might be wrong. I mean, you can also do John 14. Let me see. Is it John 14, 14? I'm going to read John 14, 13 as well, but I'm going to go to John 15, 7 first because I really want to read that. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, that is, if we are vitally united and my message lives in your heart, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. My father is glorified and and honored by this. When you bear much fruit and prove yourselves to be my true disciples, you are a true disciple when you have the word of God in your heart. You are a true disciple when you have the word of God in your heart and you grow in that every day. So this is not a message to be like, well, if you're not here yet, you're not a son of God. It's a message for you to keep coming up higher. Keep coming up higher. Now I'm going to tie in praying in tongues in first Corinthians chapter uh, 12, I believe. Is it 12 or 14? Uh, yeah, it's 12. I believe it's 12. Let me see. <sighs> I'm going to find it real quick. Was it? No, it was 1 Corinthians 2. My bad. Sorry. My bad. First Corinthians 2. And we're going to go to verse six, verse six. He says here. Yet we do speak wisdom among those spiritually mature believers who have teachable hearts and a great understanding, greater understanding. But it is a higher wisdom 
not the wisdom of this present age, nor the of the rulers and the leaders of this age who are passing away. But we speak God's wisdom in a mystery. All right, I want you to write down that word or put it in the comments. Mystery. For we speak these words, for we speak this wisdom, God's wisdom in a mystery. The wisdom once hidden from man, but now revealed to us by God, that wisdom which God predestined for the ages to our glory, to lift us into the glory of his presence. None of the rulers of this age recognized and understood this, this wisdom. For if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But just as it is written in scripture, things which the eye has not seen and the ear has not heard, and which have not entered into the heart of man, all that God has prepared for those who love him, who hold him in affectionate reverence, who obey him, and who gratefully recognize the benefits that he has bestowed. For God has unveiled them and revealed them to us through the Holy Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things diligently. Let me go back real quick. He says, for God has unveiled them to us through the Holy Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things diligently and even sounding and measuring the profound depths of God, the divine counsels and things far beyond human understanding. So he is literally searching God's mind, God's innermost being. I mean, just he knows God's innermost thoughts. Okay. And it says, for what person knows the thoughts and the motives of a man except the man's spirit within him? So also no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit of God so that we may know and understand the wonderful things which God freely has got things freely given to us by God. We also speak of these things, not in words taught by or suppled or are supplied by human wisdom. So these aren't words that we can speak in our native language, but in those taught by the spirit. Combining and interpreting spiritual, interpreting, mm, that's a key word, interpreting spiritual thoughts with spiritual words for those being guided by the Holy Spirit. Mm. But the natural unbelieving man does not accept the things, the teachings and the revelations of the spirit of God, for they are foolishness, absurd, illogical to him. And he is incapable of understanding them because they are spiritually discerned and appreciated. And he is unqualified to judge a spiritual matter. Now we take those two key words that I told you about that key word being, um, we speak God's wisdom in a mystery. So we have the word mystery. Okay. Hey, Brian, good to see you. Good to see you, man. Um, so we have the word mystery here. The next word that we have, he says, uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Um, I just had it. interpreting. Okay. Now I want you to go to, go to first Corinthians chapter 14. He says here, one who speaks in a tongue, and this is verse four, one who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but one who prophesies edifies the church, promotes growth in spiritual wisdom, devotion, holiness, and joy. Um, where is it at? No, verse two, my bad, my bad. Verse two. For one who speaks in an unknown tongue does not speak to people, but to God. Praise God. I thank you. I really appreciate that. It means a lot. Does not speak to people, but to God. For no one understands him or catches his meaning. But by the Spirit, catch this, he speaks mysteries. Mysteries. Secret truths. Hidden things. All right. Now we're going to skip ahead a little bit. And he says, uh, now I wish that all of you spoke in unknown tongues, unknown. Remember, that was the same word he said. These are not things supplied by human understanding and reasoning. Remember, he says, now I wish that all of you spoke in unknown tongues, but even more, I wish that you all would prophesy. The one who prophesies is greater than the, and more useful than the one who speaks in an unknown tongue, unless, unless, unless he interprets or explains what he has said. So see, that's the key right there. We interpret things by the spirit of God. You have a right to ask the Holy Spirit. Hey, Holy Spirit, what did you pray about tonight through me? I've seen it happen in my life personally a few, a lot of times. I'll say a few times just to be safe. <laughs> I've seen it, man. I'm turning down my mic a little bit because it looks a little loud. There have been times when I would be praying in the spirit and I would say something and I would tell somebody. And they were like, 
that's that's what I felt. That's that's what that's confirmation, bro. That's not pride. That's me realizing that that was the Holy Spirit. Even though I had no idea what I was doing, the Holy Spirit was speaking to me. Praise God. So you have you have the Holy Spirit in you who searches the mind of God. I mean, he's going through the mind just And guess what? Guess what? That's the same spirit that lives in you. Remember, he said, who can know a man except his own spirit? So who can know God except his own spirit? And that same spirit lives in me. And it's intertwined with my spirit. His spirit is intertwined with my spirit. God's spirit is 100%. I mean, we're like conjoined twins, man. Me and God just be like, Hey, what's going on, man? You good, bro? Like, that's how we are. So when it, the reason I talk about being led by the Spirit tonight is because you, if you're saved, that is what's going on in you. You do not have to live, and I'm feeling in the vein now, you don't have to live your life, well, we don't know what we're going to do, amen, but how many know we, we're just going to wait on God? No, you literally have him living on the inside of you, and he's ready to tell you these things. The reason many people end up waiting on God is because they never actually spend any time just reading the word, listening to people who've already done what they're dealing with. You ever thought about that for a minute? That many people, the reason why they're stuck is because they're not surrounded by people that are doing what they've already done. Or did I say that right? Who are, that They're not surrounded by people who've already done what they're trying to do. There we go. That's the right word. Think about this. If I want to be a crusade evangelist, why would I spend time around people that aren't evangelists? Not that I don't care about pe- spending time with people who aren't called to the same ministry I am, but I'm saying if you're trying to learn, you need to be around people who've done it before, not just one time, several times. So sometimes the Holy Spirit will speak to us most of the time. The first place you need to check is the Bible is the word of God, because what the Holy Spirit will do is he'll take what's written here and he'll make it speak to you. Whoa. So that way it won't just be words on the page. It'll be like, whoa, it's alive. You ever hear people talk about it's alive? Yeah, that's, that's, that's that. That's that. That's what that is. That's what that is. Yeah. So he's speaking to you. Amen. And, um, so that means that we have to be, we have to be basically aware of how the Holy Spirit is speaking to us. He may not speak to us the same way every time. So he speaks to you through the word. The next one he speaks to you, he speaks to you by the spirit. You ever get that feeling? You're like, mm, I don't know about this. I don't know. I don't like how these feels. Sometimes it's your convictions. Most people use the word convictions you know, to be like, you know, I, I don't like Halloween. I'm just fanning myself. It's a little hot in my room. Dave and Buster's praise God. I don't like how this, you know, convictions is like my beliefs, my core beliefs at the, the core of who I am. What do I believe? What do I believe? And so, um, you have to base you have to base it base all your convictions off the word number one number two you have to base it off of the conviction of the holy spirit the holy spirit will make uh paul when he was being when he was sailing on that boat he told him don't get on the boat don't get on the boat and they still got on the boat he said i perceive i perceive guess what perceive means it just means to be aware it just means to see something to feel, to have a awareness around you. Praise God. That's all it means is to be aware of something. Amen. So you have to be, you have to be spiritually aware. Next, you have to be aware of the mentors in your life, the people around you. What are they saying? I'm talking about people who are doing what you want to do, who've already gone where you're trying to go. What are they telling you to do? What are they telling you to do? If they're telling you do this thing, do that, do that. If they're in a, if you, if you're in a situation and they've already been through it, most likely you should just do what they've already done. Save yourself some heartache and do whatever. Hey, hey, uh, hey, 
uh, pastor, uh, I've been dealing with this thing here, blah, 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 blah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I dealt with that in the same way. Uh, all you gotta do is do this, 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 that he'll say this. And then all you gotta say is this. And then he'll say that you sure. No, I'm telling you it works every time. That's how, so God will speak to you through, uh, the word, through the spirit and through mentors. Okay. And then we talked about, and we talked about, uh, perception, the, the perceiving, perceiving, mm, I don't feel good about this. I don't feel this. This ain't right. Some may write about this. I'm not. No. Now, sometimes what you have to do is you have to go on a fast. Most people don't like that word. You have to go on a fast sometimes. Why? Because you have to learn how to decipher. Matter of fact, is it Hebrews? Is it Hebrews? Yeah, it's Hebrews 12, I think. Hebrews 12. Or is it four? I might be wrong. I know it's in Hebrews. I know it's in Hebrews. Uh, I think it's 12. Yeah, hold on. 12, 12, 12, 12. Hold on. I'm going to find it because I, I want to think about this for a minute. Which one is it? Hold on. We're going to find this together, y'all. You know, we we in this together. We're going to be led together. Hold on. I, I knew it was in verse chapter four. I, look, y'all, I said, didn't I say that? Man. Hold on, bro. Hold on, bro. They, they bro, they... Look, hiding from me, bro. Come on. Hebrews 4, chapter 12. It says here, For the word of God is living and active and full of power, making it operative and energizing and effective. It is, it is sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating as far as the division, check this out, of soul and spirit. Okay? It says soul and spirit. The completeness of a person and both of joints and marrow, the deepest parts of our nature, exposing and judging the very thoughts and intentions of the heart. Why did I show you that? When you decide to fast and you read the word of God, you pray the word of God, what you'll realize is that you'll start to see the difference between your soul's motives and your spirit motives. You'll start to notice the difference like, is this my spirit talking to me or is this my mind talking to me? Because your mind may have a good idea that lines up with the spirit of God or with the word of God. But it's just a good idea. You have to make sure. So it's like, I feel led to preach in Chicago. Okay. Okay. I'm not saying you're not. Have you gone on a fast? Because it could be that you feel compassion to those people. But are you called to that region? That's where the spirit of God comes in. That's where fasting comes in. Because what you'll hear, what will happen is your flesh will die. And as you your, your flesh begins to die, your spirit gets stronger. And the voice of the Lord will be louder. Remember, because you are connected with him. The voice of the Lord will be louder. So that way, the vo if you weren't supposed to go to Chicago, that motive and that ambition will start to die. It'll start to fizzle out. So that's why we fast. We don't fast because we want to start, Lord, please hear my cry. La, 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 ba, 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 Sunday. No, he's already given you everything that he, look, we talked about this. Ephesians 1, 2 Peter 1, he's already given you everything you're ever going to need that pertains to life and godliness. We already know that. That's what the scripture says. So we're not, we're not praying for God to do something. We're not even fasting to make things move faster. We are fasting so we can hear God, so we can be in position for where the things are going to be. Because he's already positioned them. We have to be in position now. And as we pray, the Holy Spirit prays for things that we don't know. So we're commanding things to happen. and We don't even know what's going on sometimes. Praise God. So the, the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. Now, let's talk about that. 
the two-edged sword. The two-edged sword, if you look at it in the Greek, means that it comes out of two mounds. The two-edged sword comes out of two mounds. It comes out of the mouth of God, because it's his word, but now it has to become your word. Oh, bro, I'm preaching good tonight. Boy, it has to be your word, man. Many times we're just like, I'm not speaking anything negative. Okay, but it doesn't help to not speak anything negative. Now you have to speak the opposite. You go to the doctor, the doctor says, yeah, looks like the cancer's back. No, it ain't. No, it ain't. Matter of fact, I got word, bro. The Bible says that, let me show you what I'm, bro. I'm going to find it real quick, bro, because I, bro, I'm telling you, I found, bro, that just popped up in my spirit. Watch this. He says, um, a second time bro i'm telling you that joint just popped up in my spirit watch this i get excited y'all not ne nahum chapter one verse nine he says what do you imagine no what do ye imagine against the lord he will make an utter end and affliction come on church will not rise up the second time so if you're battling things a second time you have to question what am i believing for i heard a message by jesse the planet he said what are you fasting or what are you believing for? All right, fasting so we can stay in line. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. What are, so what are you believing God for? What are you believing for, period? Many people, the reason why they, their life is in shambles right now, why their life isn't going anywhere is because they don't have enough word in them to combat when the enemy is trying to be, do illegal stuff. Remember, the enemy plays by rules, yes, but he plays by your lack of knowledge of the rules. Woo! Come on, bro. I know I'm preaching to the choir right now because I know y'all in the comments, y'all got this on lock. Telling you, bro. When you realize that the enemy, yes, he's legalistic because he's looking for open doors or doors that have not been locked by the word of God because they the keys are in here. When you are not When you are not full of the word of God, you're not full of anointed preaching. When you're not full of faith, you are you're leaving doors open for the enemy, for the thief to come in to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That's that's the whole point. That's why we fast because we hear God. Hey, you got a door unlocked. Okay, let me get some faith in me so I can lock this door. Amen, amen. So for the word of God has to come out of your mouth. You got to believe this thing, y'all. You got to you got to believe it. You, in order to be led by the Spirit, you got to believe His Word. That's why I look as many look. I love people, but there's a lot of people who say, you know, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian, but I don't believe that the Bible is like God's Word. I just think it was written by a bunch of men. Well, you got part of it right, genius. Yes, it is written by men. Okay, I'm not saying that, but I am telling you this much. I am telling you this much, right? That it is God's word because of the amount of prophecies, the amount of fruit that comes from this thing. You do this, this happens. You do this, this happens. No other book in the world has what this knowledge, what this what this book of wisdom has. You see what I'm saying? So the script, so you have so that's why I say you have to get full of this word right here. Get full of this knowledge. Get full of it because it changes you. It changes your perception of God. It changes your perception of yourself. It changes your perception of life. A lot of the principles that the world believes in comes from scripture. Well, I believe, I believe in the law of attraction. So do we, y'all just stole it. It's called the word of God, doing what the word of God says. God will make sure that if you obey his law, that the things that other people will fight tooth and nail for, you'll get effortlessly because your focus isn't on the stuff, it's on him. That's why I preach on the that's why I preach on the blessing. That's why I preach on the blessing. Because it's in the word. The world will preach, you know, we just believe that the people you hang around the most, the law of association. You're right. You're right. The Bible says. Bad company corrupts good morals. Before you guys had all these gurus regurgitating the same information, Paul was telling people this in letters, in letters, bro. Bro, I'm telling you, 
keep good company around you. He even said, he even said that if you find people, <laughs> if you find people that have a form of godliness, so they, they look, they're playing the part real well, but they don't have the fruit. They don't have the power behind it. They deny the power of it. He didn't say, hey, just pray for them and be patient. He said, have nothing to do with them. Have nothing to do with them. Just gone, run, run away. Many people in this, today's modern church want to just, let's just keep on fighting for their soul. That's not your job. That's not your job. So get this word in your mouth. Matter of fact, Joshua chapter one, verse nine, I believe says the same thing. Or I just, I think it's just, I think it's just Joshua one, but I believe it's verse nine. I might be wrong. You guys have seen me be wrong before. Amen. Hopefully it was the last time you guys will ever see me be wrong. Praise God. But anyway, uh, Joshua one. Ah, yeah, right here. Verse eight. Oh, I was close. I was close. Hmm. All right. Verse eight. This, this book of the law shall not depart from your what? Your what? Mouth. This book of the law shall not depart from your what? Your what? Mouth. Ain't that something, bro? Look like I just, looks like I just said that. He says, but you shall read and meditate on it. Remember, read and meditate does not mean, oh, no, 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 no. No, that's not what I'm talking about. The meditation in the Christian in the Christian life is not me sitting there with some weird music on trying to clear my thoughts and be silent. It's me thinking about what I read, me constantly speaking it over and over again. Me constantly thinking about it. What does this apply to my life? What does this mean to me? What does it mean that by his stripes I'm healed? Does that mean that it's, you know, that I, I can be healed? Does it mean that he wants to heal me? Or does it mean that he's already healed me? By his stripes I'm healed. What does that mean to me? Okay. And he says, so that you may be careful. Oh, oh, you ain't going to accidentally walk into this, bro. You got to be careful. Just careful to do everything in accordance with. With all that is written in it. For then, for then, you will make your way. Wait, 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 wait. Know how many know? God does it. God does all the work. There's nothing we can do. Amen. No, guess what the Bible says right here? It says right here, and you will make your way prosperous. And then you will be successful. Mm. Mm. It says, and then you will be successful. Look at that. But you got to do it. You got to do it. You got to be careful. You got to do your part. Mm. Preaching real good tonight. So you got to keep that word in your mouth. Remember, it's the double-edged sword. It comes out of God's mouth. But because you are his mouthpiece on this earth, you have to speak the word too. That's why he said, remind me concerning my promises. Ow! Because guess what? Unless you say something, nothing get done. Lord, just send revival. Lord, 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 send revival. No, stop, stop. The Lord's like, I already sent revival. His name is the Holy Spirit. Now you got to do something. What are you going to do with the gift God put in you? What are you going to do with the gift God put in you? How do you be led by the Spirit of God? Simple. You got to go. You got to speak the word. Do what the word say and go. Faith is not a, a passive thing that we, that you know, like we were taught in kids church. Now, faith is just believing in what you can't say. Yeah, but faith is also an action. I have faith. Therefore, I'm going to do. Think about this for a minute. Let's just, you know, let's be a little candid for a minute. Okay. Let's take Abraham and Sarah. He believed God told him he was going to have a child. Now, he had the child when he was at 100, right? That means at either 99 or right when he turned 100, him and Sarah did the marriage dance. Come on. Now, if he, if he was operating in a, a modern faith, He'd have just been like, Lord, I'm waiting for the child to fall out the sky. 
Where the child gonna fall out the sky, Lord? Where, where, where the child at? No, actually, matter of fact, all he, 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 he was, you know, doing the marriage dance with Sarah. Amen. That's how she got pregnant. Pregnant. That's how she got pregnant, bro. So guess what? Faith requires action. You did the first part. Now do the next part. You did this. Now there's another step to it. Faith is a journey, boy. And it just goes up and up and up and up. It doesn't go like this. Well, how many know? We can't see every time. Amen. Mm, we How many know that this faith walk may be dark? Oh, God, but it'll be worth it in the end. Let me show you something. Check this out. Go to Psalm 119 and 105. Go to Psalm 119. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my pathway. Let me read that again. Your word is like a lamp to my feet. That means, guess what? Because this is twofold right here. Watch this. Your word is like a, your word. No, not like a, it says your word is a lamp to my feet. That means I know where I'm going. Number two, it says, and a light to my pathway. That means that even my path is lit. That's why he said, I declare the end from the beginning. You don't have to be caught up in the dark. The same spirit that's, that's, that, know, that searches the deep things of, the, of God lives in you. That same God knows the future. And it, what didn't, didn't Jesus say? I'll be it when the spirit of truth has come. He'll guide you in all truth and show you what? Things to come. Come on, say it with me. Things to come. Say it with me. Things to come. Say it with me. Things to come. There you go. There you go. Amen. So I'm not sitting here in the dark. You know, this faith walk just sometimes it doesn't make any sense. It makes more sense to be in the faith walk than it does to live as a sinner. You want to be in the dark? Look at the world around you right now. Not even sure what your government's going to come up with next. What bill they going to put on the table? What, what kind of mess they going to start up? Trusting in the arm of flesh? Buddy, you think that you living in the dark? No, they living in the dark. You got the Holy Spirit telling you, hey, this is what they're going to try to do. Pray it down. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Like you have a Holy Spirit. You have God on the inside of you telling you the future. Showing you the secrets of life. I'm the Lord your God that gives you, he says, that shows you how to profit. I don't believe in that stuff. I don't believe in all that. Money gospel stuff. I don't believe in all that money prosperity stuff. Well, you don't have to. You just chalk out like a good 2,000 scriptures. You know that there are more scriptures on financial stewardship than there are on anything else right now? I said right now, in the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. And yet somehow it's the least talked about thing in the church. We ain't going to get into that. But if you're led by the Spirit, he'll show you some stuff. Praise God. Listen. I'm going to pray for you. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for every person listening to this right now. I thank you, Lord, that the spirit of faith is upon them, it's in them, that the gift of faith is being stirred up now to believe you for the impossible, to receive the impossible, in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you that this same spirit of faith shows the things of God deep inside, Lord, and reveals it to their innermost being and then to their understanding so that they can carry out the will of God on the earth in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, for power to cast down strongholds, not just in prayer, but in deed, in action, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, that you have not forgotten us. 
We thank you, Father, that you have your you have our you have us inscribed on your palms in Jesus' name. We give you praise. We give you praise, Lord. We give you praise. Just lift your hands wherever you're at. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, that your Holy Spirit is showing us where to go, what to do, when to do it, how to do it, where to do it, why to do it. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Somebody's worried about what's going to happen next, what to do next. The Holy Spirit is helping you with that. Don't even worry about the word. What's next? What's next? What's next? What's next? What's next? next? Don't worry about that. The Spirit of God is showing you what's next. In Jesus' name. We count it all joy. We count it all done. According to Mark eleven twenty four, 24, that when we pray, we believe we've already received it. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you have not accepted Jesus Christ into your life, the first step into receiving this Holy Spirit that I'm talking about, to receiving the third person of the Godhead, is to accept the second person of the Godhead, which is Jesus Christ. You have to make a choice today that I am going to follow him 100%. He died for you. He gave up his whole life. He gave up his entire life. He spilled his holy blood for people like me, for people like you. Don't, don't, don't consider yourself counted out. Don't, don't look at yourself as it's, I'm too far gone. I'm on drugs. I'm on alcohol. I'm, I'm, you know, my kids don't love me. My wife doesn't love me. My, my husband don't love me. None of that stuff. Look, God can fix anything. I just heard a story about a guy who was a big drug dealer in, in uh, Nigeria. And, uh, I think it was Botswana or something like that. And, uh, he, he ended up going to jail. They found out that he had like, I mean, they had evidence on this man and he is in jail and the Lord appears to him after a few days after being in jail. And he says, I'm going to get you out of this. He said, but I want you to preach my gospel too. So he got saved right there in the jail cell. And they, they said they, they brought him out because they were going to bring him to the court. And they said, we're going to have to let you go. He said, why? He said, because in the, the, the warden said, well, we had evidence on you, but for some reason we can't find it in any of the computers. It's all gone. They had videos upon videos, documents, documents upon documents. And I'm telling you, this man is out here preaching the gospel and he's more well off now than he was as a drug dealer. And he was a massive drug dealer. So I'm telling you, there is nothing you've done that God can't fix. There's nothing you've done or messed up that God can't restore, can't mend back together. That's the mercy of God. It was also the mercy of God that took you, that put Jesus in your place. But it is the grace of God that you now receive. uh, You are now put in Christ's place. It wasn't enough to God to just take you off the cross and put Christ up there. Now he wanted you to be in Christ's place, seated with him in heavenly places, far above all principalities, above all rulers. That's in the word. Everything that, that Christ has, you have. The Bible says in 1 John, I believe it says, as he is, so are we in this world. So the same way you see Christ ruling and reigning through us, his people, the same way you saw him casting out devils, laying hands on the sick, it is the same way that we are right now. You have, You can receive that same power, but it comes first from receiving Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Nothing else matters. Unless you have a clear conscience before God that when you close your eyes on this planet, you can say with full assurance, I am saved. I am holy. I I am so sure that the Holy Spirit has sealed me. The Father is in love with me. And I'm in love with him. That comes from redemption in Jesus Christ. That comes from belief through faith in Jesus Christ. Are you ready to receive Jesus Christ? If you are, I want you to say this prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father. I admit that I've sinned. I repent. I believe in my heart. You raised Jesus from the dead. And I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. Write my name in the Lamb's book of life and fill me with the Holy Spirit like you said you would. In Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. Let me know if you prayed that prayer of salvation with us. And I'm telling you, God is doing miraculous, is going to do some miraculous things in your life. Maybe you had a record. Maybe you had some stuff that you didn't want people to know about. Listen, 
God is not mad at you. Far from it, my friend. He is waiting for you with open arms. He wants to be close to you. He wants to be your best friend. He wants to share his deep secrets with you. Listen, I'm going to put something in the chat right now. It's going to be a link. It'll take you to this, uh, to our website. And it's called destinyyth.com slash I just got saved. And you just click on that link and it will show you what your next steps are or your quick step-by-step guide to help you get started in your life with God. And also click the button down at the bottom. It says, let me know you received Christ. And it's going to fill, you're going to fill out a form and I'm going to send you some free materials to help you get started with the Christian life. It's a nine episode podcast that we helped that we got prepared for you. And I think you're going to really enjoy it. It helped me out. And I'm the one who, who, who uh, put it together in Jesus name. You know what I'm saying? So go on and check it out. I really appreciate you guys for hanging out with me. I'm going to give you guys one thing. Uh, one more thing before you guys go. If you feel led to partner with what we're doing here at Destiny Youth, uh, you can go, you can, this is the giving information right here, destinyyth.com slash give. Uh, the website is now up, praise God. Uh, it's It's been up for a little bit, but we had to um, edit some information up there. We added Zelle for you guys as well. Um, so you can, uh, what is it? You can use DY Give on Cash App or Venmo. You can do DestinyYTH on PayPal. We also take Zelle info destiny youth at gmail.com. And we also take crypto. You can scan the QR code or you can head to destinyyth.com slash give. I'm going to put that in the, the chat for you guys as well. So you guys know where to go. Because, uh, you know, not everybody's tech, tech savvy. Amen. Hold on. Uh, okay, I can type, I promise. There we go. And uh, yeah, take you, you can click on that link right there and it'll take you to the website. Listen, we really appreciate everything you guys uh, have done. And um, it's good to see you guys on. A really good night tonight. We had a good amount of people on tonight. I, I really want you to do this for me. Share this broadcast with people. Share the share Destiny Youth with people. Get people on. I want this, I want this thing to circulate. I want people to know that God is good, that Jesus is Lord, and that the Holy Spirit is your best friend. 